Welcome to the Free Lawyer Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Miles. The Free Lawyer Podcast is designed for the lawyer, entrepreneur, or professional who is in some way unfulfilled, stressed, or stuck, and is looking for something better. We will discuss various blocks that limit us from achieving the personal freedom that we all desire, but have not yet fully experienced. And we will give actionable steps to free yourself from them. Are you looking to achieve a new level of success? If so, this podcast is for you. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of The Free Lawyer. I'm so glad you are here, and I'm really, really happy to have with us today Steve Fretzen. Steve is a four-time best-selling author. His, his forte is helping we lawyers develop our business, and he coaches and supports lawyers with their business development and growing their practice. And Steve was my first guest on this podcast uh, sometime last, last year, and I think what he has to say is so important. I wanted to bring him back for return engagement. Steve, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm just so happy to be here and to be with you, Gary. Um, just thrilled with our relationship and uh, and just happy that we can collaborate like this. Awesome. So, Steve, I know you're really an expert in business development and you work with lawyers. Who who are your ideal clients? Is there a certain niche in the legal profession you work with, or or generally, who do you represent? It's it's really individual lawyers. They could be at a big firm, could be at a small firm, could be a solo, and they all have one thing in common. They're all highly motivated to grow business. They understand that control and freedom are the keys to success in, you know, not being happy. I think you and I both work on, you know, the happiness, you more in depthly than I do. But when you have control over your career, you're not being told what to do and you can dictate your terms, uh, staying, going, whatever you generally have more options, more options lead to happiness. So I'm working in all practice areas, nothing's off limits, but it's not law firms so much as it is individual attorneys, mainly doing coaching and training, helping them learn all the things they never learned in law school. And then I also work with sophisticated rainmaking attorneys that already get it. They wanna be in a peer advisory group with other successful attorneys. And I'm currently running five peer advisory groups. So it's either lawyers that wanna learn everything that they never, they never learned in law school about growing business, or they've got that already and they just wanna maintain it, grow it, and develop it with the help of other lawyers as their partners, not necessarily through my you know coaching and training. Awesome. Uh, why is it so important for a lawyer to really develop his own book of business? You know, we come out of law school and we might be really good lawyers and handle our cases really well and get some great success. But why is it important to us to have a book of business we can call ours? I think to go back to my point, uh, there's there was a time where, you know, when my father, you know, practice law in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and just being the smartest guy in the room and and just, you know, knowing, you know, attorneys through the courtroom, he was able to get plenty of business. He never had to to wander around wondering, wondering where his business was going to come from. And you could get a job at a law firm just being a great attorney. And today, you know, I just got off the phone not even a half an hour ago with a recruiter out of, out of Florida. You cannot really have control and dictate your terms without having a book of business. So, you know, if you've got five lawyers at your firm that are feeding you work, and then you've got all these clients that are telling you what they want and what they're doing, you've got like 10, 15 bosses, essentially, and you're not really in control of anything. Um, 
I got a call from a gentleman the other day. He's been working for six years for the same company, uh, the same firm, working on the same client, 2,500 hours a year. And they just pulled it off of him. They just said, hey, you know, we're not going to use you for this anymore. Go out and figure out how to build business. And his jaw dropped, as you can imagine. And when he came to me, I was like, thank God you came to me because this guy is going to be in a real predicament if he doesn't take some significant action on building the book of business, building his personal brand and getting that whole uh, game together. So I think it's never been more important for a lawyer to understand true control freedom comes from having your own clients, having the ability to dictate your terms. Um, because if things go south, your firm gets bought out, you've got a crazy um, managing partner. I mean, you know, you just, you know, the work is slowed. You need to have your own, your own way of, of, of growing and, and sustaining without relying on other people. Having our own client base really gives us both freedom and leverage, doesn't it? It does. It does. Even if you just want to be a, you know, be a bigger player at your firm, having a million, $2 million book, you, your voice gets heard. And if you don't have that, you know, and you have an idea or you want to change something very challenging to do. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We go through law school and they teach us how to be lawyers. And then our first five, six years, we learn how to really be lawyers and maybe be good lawyers. And then it's like, now you need to build a book of business. How do, how do you teach people how to do that? What are the keys for a lawyer who might be a really good lawyer, but never even thought of that piece of it to start growing his own practice? Well, it's it's the unfortunate truth, Gary, of the situation is that they, for, for at least for my clients and the folks that engage me, they need to go back to school. And so think of it like, hey, I want to get an MBA in business and I want to use that MBA to then accelerate my career, to, to, to make more money, whatever it might, you know, what, what is it going to do for you? So I'm teaching business development as a, as a learned skill, and I'm, I'm helping them figure out how to plan and execute and follow through on all of these skills, what to say and what to do. It's like, you know, a funny example is like, if I walked into, I'm not a lawyer, right? But if I walked into a courtroom and I've seen my cousin Vinny and I've, I've, you know, I've, uh, I've, um, you know, I've watched law and order enough to know like how it also runs that doesn't mean I'm going to win the trial and I'm probably going to get yelled at the judge fairly quickly. So in business development, it's the same thing. There are very specific learned skills that, that, that lawyers can, can go through a program and learn that will make them into a great business developer with less time and effort involved than figuring it out in sheer force and effort of trial and error. And, and of course, you know, you may have a list of 20, 30 GCs and CEOs that could give you business, but you don't even know, like, how do I even ask for that? How do I even approach that situation? So a lot of it um, is just a matter of someone drawing a line in the sand and saying, look, I, I need to do this. This is important for my career. And if I'm going to do it, I want to do it with professional help. And that's what their help, that's where I'm stepping in, but they have to be motivated and, and willing enough to invest time, effort, energy, money to, to go back to school versus again, just kind of saying, Hey, I'm a smart person. I should be able to figure it out. And that is true. You know, lawyers are smart and they can figure it out. How much time is that going to take? And how much time is that going to take away from the billable hour and other family obligations and things you want to focus on? So that's really where I'm, I'm kind of coming at this from. And sadly, not many firms really teach us how to build our book of, of business or, or how to engage in business development. They kind of think we'll figure it out on our own. And that's where you come in. Well, not only that, but I'll take it a step further. I was brought into law firms for years. I worked with law firms to go in and work with their people. 
And there's positive, I mean, it was positive that the firm wanted to invest in their team and, and, and invest in me to come in and train. But to my earlier point, let's say I'm working with 15 attorneys that the firm gives me, right? Three or four are highly interested in what I have to say and learning what I have to teach. And the others just want to get back to their desk and crank out hours. And so what's what's that investment that a law firm is making really worth? I found it to be sort of unfulfilling and and also kind of a waste of time in many ways and money for that firm. So I've taken the the angle that, you know, let's just work with the lawyers that are that that get it and that that want to get it. And let's let everyone else sort of figure it out on their own time that this is important and and let them come to me or let them come to their firm and make the ask. But they don't really have the internal resources, even the bigger firms that have like business development teams, right? There's like people with that title of business development manager. They're really focused on RFPs and helping with pitches and helping with research. They're not really teaching the ins and outs of the of the blocking and tackling of how do you actually go out and develop business. So that's that's where I think a lot of the bigger mid-market firms sort of fail in uh, in their efforts to try to help their people. You mentioned personal branding before. Um what is personal branding and, and why is it important for a lawyer to develop his own personal brand? Well, I think that while you might be at a firm that has a brand and maybe they're branded for great customer service or great results or, or um, being you know highly um, responsive, you as an attorney also need to have your own personal brand. And what I would say is like, what are you best at? What's your superpower? Um, wh- where's your experience? If you spent most of your time, you know, litigating, in a particular arena, right? Let's say, you know, cosmetics, right? That's a made up, you know, area, but let's say you've, you've spent all your time. Well, you're probably the foremost expert in cosmetics litigation, right? And in handling the defense side or the plaintiff side, whatever you want to pick. And, but you're not branding that. You're not, people don't know that that's what your superpowers. They don't know that that's where you're, because you're not talking about it. You're not sharing it on social media. You're not writing and speaking about it at the level that maybe you could or should. And so, so that's going to help you find more of that type of business without working as hard um, when you can put that branding into place. And, and how does that lawyer who does the cosmetics defense work, how does he develop that brand? So he's seen as the go-to expert in cosmetics. What are the steps in doing that or the process? Yeah, I would say it's a combination. If we can split these up, Gary, into business development and marketing, and I'll put branding more on the marketing, but it, but it can be on both sides. When you're involved with 10, 15 clients in a particular industry, just as a, you know, this is one example of, of dozens we could come up with, you know, how are you building relationships with them? How are, are they seeing you as that expert? And also, how are you kind of helping them help you to get in front of more general counsels and CEOs and people in that cosmetic space? And you're not, you're just kind of waiting for them to eventually refer you and they may not be. So you're not really building your brand and expanding your brand through those relationships. And that would be one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is, are you sharing your experience? Are you talking about and and educating people about what it means to defend a cosmetics company when, you know, something bad happens and somebody's getting a bad rash from a cosmetics product or something? Um, and how are you getting it out on social media? How are you getting the public relations and getting interviewed on that subject? Um, you know, looking at putting together maybe a plan about how you're going to expand the the you know, like you have a megaphone, but you're not you're not shouting into it in the right way, and you know you're not on your soapbox, and that need, and you don't want to be self promoting. I think it can be done through education, educating people. 
It can be done through, um, you know, building, you know, building, um, you know, contacts around your area through LinkedIn and, and other social media platforms. Uh, could be writing for a publication that's widely viewed, speaking at conferences where highly attended with your potential audience of people interested in that subject. So I think it's that business development on one side and marketing on the other. And I think if you do them at the same time, you end up with a pretty, pretty amazing result. So for some of us novices who practice law and don't really understand the art of what you do, what's the difference between marketing and business development? Because some of us think of them as being the same. Yeah. And I would say the simplest way is I think of like business development as one-on-one, -on -one, right? It's me meeting with someone, building a relationship, building business. Maybe it's a prospective client, right? And marketing is that megaphone. You're kind of, you're kind of putting, you know, your best foot forward to, to educate and share and expand the knowledge of what you do with others. And when you put those together, the, the easiest way is to think about it is, you know, there's a mountain, Gary, that you're climbing. And in, in, unfortunately, you have to climb both sides at the same time, the business development side of the mountain and the marketing side of the mountain. And when you do them both together, you end up at the peak in a very good place where you have the relationships for referrals. You have the marketing that supports the business development and supports your brand and, 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 and allows people to think of you as that thought leader and that expert. And when, they, when you do them both together, you end up in a very, very positive place where, like, for example, like when you think of an attorney in your area that does one thing really well, personal injury really well, or, um, or um, you know, maybe does federal um, white collar stuff really well, there's usually a name that pops into your head, right? In Chicago, when I think of aviation personal injury, we think of Clifford. He actually represented me in a, in a plane crash I was in, you know, a long story years ago. But ultimately, like my dad referred that that lawyer to me because like who else does personal injury aviation law in Chicago? Well, there's only one name in that in that space. The person who's built it and branded it and marketed it to death, that was Bob, Bob Clifford. And that's who my dad, you know, set me up to talk to. It was that simple. Wow. And, and for the, the lawyer who's a novice, before he calls you, what are the most important skills that lawyer needs to learn to, to build his business? I think it would be, number one, be a great lawyer. It's very hard to grow business and stay consistent when you're a terrible lawyer and you're not reliable and you're not, and you don't have to win everything, you know, but you want to make sure that, you know, you're representing your clients and, and you know your, you know your area very well, you know, right? Number two is... Um, this can start in, in college, it can start in law school and, and, and after, but you need to develop relationships. Um, business is built on relationships. And if you, you know, I think this is kind of funny, but like in law school, like a, a professor might say, hey, look to your left and to your right, you know, in three years, those people won't be here anymore. What I would say is look to your left and your right. You know, the person to your left may be a GC in 10 years that could throw a million dollars of business your way. And are you going to stay in touch with that person or not? Are you going to build a relationship or not? It could be the difference between, you know, success and failure in 10 years. Right. So we need to look at the long game and we need to start thinking about those relationships and developing them. And whether that's social, if you're not a social person, how do you add value for people? Um, but that's going to be sort of the number two thing. And then the three is really become a student, whether that's my podcast, you know, your podcast, whether it's the books I've written videos, however you want to take in content, start being a student of the game of marketing and business development and law. Don't wait and put it off because you're going to find yourself 
as a 50 something hours have been slashed jobs been cut you know you're no longer I know a GC at a company, whatever it might be. And now you're going, well, now what? And you don't want to be in that situation. It's not, I've dealt with a lot of lawyers that way. It's highly stressful. It's highly concerning and depression and suicide and drugs and alcohol all right. Gary play a role in people that are, you know, in a bad, bad spot. And so, so we want to try to, you know, the earlier you can start doing things that are going to be productive, the better. I think the message I get from that is, um, we're smart people and we can learn to do these things, but we should start now instead of 10 years from now. We, it's not an overnight fix. We can't automatically just go out and build our book of business. It's a process. It takes a while. Um, it's like building a 401k versus putting a billboard up. Billboards work immediately. They're seen, they go down, they're not seen, but this is something we have to grow over time, isn't it? Those relationships, um, awareness of who we are, build our successes, have them be seen by others. So it's something we should start at, at early in our career, sounds like. Yeah. And I've spoken at, you know, a dozen or more law schools and I continue to give them, you know, this, this information about the importance of starting early. And while it might not seem like anything you need to deal with right now, you know, be smart, think about where, you know, the legal system is right now. Think about, um, you know, what your career path is and, and all the variations that it can, that can happen with a recession, with law firms being bought out at record numbers now. I think that the stats came out like more law firms are being acquired than ever before. Wow. And non-lawyer run law firms, that's a thing that's coming up in the future. ChatGBT is a thing coming up. There's a lot of changes. And, and so you're either prepared and ready to play or you're not, and you're going to hide under your desk and it's not going to be, and it's hard to see the future, but I'm, I'm giving you some indications of what the future may hold. And the people that are build business builders are going to end up much in a much better place than the, you know, the worker bees. You know, I, I reflect because I've been practicing 45 years, how much things have changed and the whole culture of law as a business, like the concept of a law firm being owned by a non-lawyer, which I know exists now in one state, I think it's Colorado, but I'm not sure. I mean, that's really a new development. It used to be unethical for that to happen. And, and we would just practice law and I'd be good enough at family law that Steve, when you're next door neighbor and you're divorced, you'd have her call me. But now we really have to work at it. And things have really changed because you talked about stress. And boy, there's this recent study someone sent to me that as bad as the ABA study was from 2017, things are worse. And with, with depression and substance abuse and having our book of business is our security blanket. Um, it, it it gives us security and stability and freedom. And I think those things are so important. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, it, it is, you know, legal generally has been a slow moving train and, but over 45 years, you've seen that accelerate. And I've only been in legal for, you know, maybe 15, 16 years. And I've seen a lot of changes. I mean, back in the day when I tried to get CLE in, in Illinois approved for lawyers on marketing topics, I even had to call it marketing, not business development. That was unheard of to call it business development. I got shut down by the, the uh, MCLE board real fast on, on calling it business development, but it was unheard of that these, that, you know, I had to use the word ethics and all types of language to try to get a CLE approved today. It's like a rubber stamp, right? It's become such a part of the culture of law today that, uh, that it's almost hard to kind of get away from it. So we, again, you either lean into it or you don't, but, uh, but I, I just want to help lawyers 
understand both sides. And I want to try to let them know, look, it isn't rocket science. It isn't brain surgery, but it is a learned skill. And it is something that you have to put some effort towards. And it is a marathon to Gary, right? So you don't have to do it in a year. You can do it over the course of five or 10 years, but to not have the thoughtfulness of, of it is really where there's, there's the greatest concern. So Steve, tell me about what you do. If I was your client, how would you help me um, grow my business? What's your process or how do you support the lawyer in doing that? Yeah. The simplest way to explain it is, um, Gary, let's say that you wanted to become uh, a pro golfer, right? I think we can talk about golf. I actually probably wish that's probably my lifelong dream. Okay. Okay. So, so I'm, I'm on target example for me. All right. So you're, you're in high school, you're playing some good golf and you go, you know what? I think I want to get a college scholarship. I think I want to play in college. I think I have a chance of, of really, I've got some natural ability. What does it take as a high school player to start getting on the right track to get that college scholarship? Well, that might be some fitness. That might be some health. That might be having, making sure your high school coach is solid. And if not, do you have to bring in an outside pro to work with you to make sure that your game is solid? Let's say that all goes well, you do well, you move to college, now you're in college. You start realizing, look, I can be competitive at this. What do I need to do in the next four years to make the pro tour? And this continues on and on, and eventually you're on the pro tour. Do the pros on the pro tour have coaches? All of them, I think. All of them. Why? Why? Why not just figure it out on your own? Why not just be you know, playing the game that you play? Why, why try to continue to talk to other people that are going to you know, be involved in your life. Well, that's what I'm dealing with here is I'm taking lawyers that are like, they're, they're raw. They don't have any real experience in this. And they say, look, I want to be a business developer. I need to control my destiny. And so what I'm saying is, all right, so let's, let's follow that same recipe. Okay. Let's work on planning. Let's work on processes and let's work on performance improvement. You can't accelerate your growth without having a plan of where to go, what to do, and how to do it. So we work on planning. We work on tracking. I want to know everything that's going on. I want to see your swings. I want to know how many drives go straight, how many get hooked, how many get sliced. Let's figure out why you're slicing and get that. But in business development, it's say, let someone goes on a networking meeting. They go and have a lunch with somebody and nothing really happens. Well, do you want to have that meeting a hundred times or do you want to learn what you could have done or said or asked differently in that meeting to get a better reaction, a better response, a better result. And that's where coaching comes in. So the plan is the first part. The second part is everything that you can do in business development is a learned skill. So I'm teaching networking and giving people how, how, to, how to, where to go, what to do when you're there, what to ask, what to say, what's your infomercial. All the different pieces can be put into place the same way a lawyer would learn how to run a trial, right? There's specific things you need to do and ask and do, you know, and, and accelerate to, to run a trial. So there's all of the different skills that can be learned. And then the performance improvement piece, Gary, where I'm working with them on the field as they're playing business developer, right? They're coming back. And I got a great example. One of my clients called me up this morning. I picked up at 730 uh, to talk with him. He's got a meeting with a GC. It's a, it's, it's a big matter. I mean, this could be taking over this company's, uh, you know, labor business, and it could be hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. So he called me up and he said, look, I just want to make sure I'm prepared for this call. Here's what I'm thinking about doing. And here's where I'm maybe concerned. I may not have the right direction. We talked it out. We worked out a strategy that was a little better than what he thought. And then he went in and 
I still have to figure out, I still have to hear what the conclusion is. But ultimately, when we got off the call, he's, I feel so confident that I'm going to go into this meeting the right way and, and treat it the right way and handle it the right way. And if you'd asked him six months ago or three months ago, he wouldn't have known how to run that meeting. He just would have done the best he could do, which is probably pitch, probably pitch and convince and give rates and talk about things that are more prescription than diagnosis. And that's not really a great approach for, for it. So I think it's the planning and the process in learning the process and the performance improvement that is the key to success over time. Because if you get better and learn and get better and learn and get better at anything, a sport, cooking, a mu an instrument, that's really the recipe for success. And that's how I'm working with my clients. Yeah, that's wonderful. I love your analogy about the coach for golf, because I think you probably brought that up because you know I'm an avid golfer. And, and I started playing in eighth grade and I'm now 68. And I've had a coach every year for the last 55 years. I moved to North Carolina. I struggled because I didn't have a coach. And you'd think after 55 years of playing this game and certainly not on the tour, that you'd think I would know how to play it. But what the coach gives me is an understanding of what I'm doing right and what I'm doing wrong. And both are important. It's important to know what I'm doing right so I don't change it and screw yep. it up. And it's important to know what I'm doing wrong. And then he gives me confidence. So I go out and play and now I believe in myself. Instead of coming from a place of confusion and uncertainty, I have clarity and confidence. And I found with the lawyers I work with, those are the two things I give the most are clarity and confidence. And I can see you do that for your clients in your realm. Yeah. And occasionally some tough love. I mean, business development is hard. It's hard, especially when you're building a lot of hours to add that on top of your family and your hours and other things that are, but we work out like where the time is, um, how do we make it a priority? And the, the, the accountability and having a partner in a coach, right. Knowing that you're going to be visiting that coach and knowing that, you know, that um, they're out for your best interests and that it's more like a partnership to win the game, or it's more of a partnership to, um, help help get results. Um, and that's something that that lawyers may not realize exists out there, but it does. And it can really change the game as it relates to how you're going to take your career in a, in a more positive direction than it may already be going. Um, but I think lawyers generally just don't know that coaching is a thing that they can look into or that that exists out there, or maybe they just haven't been introduced to the right one. But um, whether it's me or any, I'm friends with dozens of coaches in, in legal. And we all have something unique to offer. And it's a matter of either doing nothing and staying the course or trying to figure out how to make those improvements and really make a difference. And obviously I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking people are better when they have someone in their corner um, really, you know, pushing them along. There really are so many benefits to coaching to have someone who has a particular area of expertise and wisdom, someone who supports you, encourages you, holds you accountable, um, teaches you what you need to know to get to the next step. It's so important. Two objections I think I've probably heard from people about business development are, I'm an introvert. I'm not comfortable in stepping out and talking to people. And I'm so busy. I have to build so many hours. Where do I find the time? Do you get those objections? And, and what are your thoughts about them? Yeah, I mean, you're you're in the realm of the top five, you know, that I, that I hear and that I, I come across. And the thing that that introverts, here's a dirty little secret for the introverted attorneys. What they are afraid of mostly is making mistakes, putting themselves out there, getting rejected, doing things that are uncomfortable, showing up at an event and in a room full of people and, and not really knowing what to say or do. The idea that they have to go out and wing it and kind of like do improv is the scariest damn thing in the world. Okay. 
what coaching and in particular my program would help introverts with and my most successful clients are introverts because what they're longing for is process and systems and methods and things that are proven. And so if I, if there's an introvert listening and you hear me say those words, you're probably going, holy mackerel, I love those words because those are words that introverts can really appreciate, right? I know what to do. I know what to say. I have a system to follow. Step one, do this, say this. Step two, do this, say that. That's what introverts are longing for. And so getting that provided and taking the guesswork out of it and getting taking away the unproven winging itness of business development, that's what, what introverts love. Yes. yes. Um, the other side of it, and remind me what that was. That was- um, Lack of time. I'm too darn busy, time. Steve. Well, I don't have okay. time for all this. Well, guess what? Um, time management is like business development, a learned skill. And if you look at me 18 years ago, I'm a feather on the wind blowing this way and that way. I've got stacks of business cards. I've got stacks of files. My inbox is, you know, 100, 200, 400 deep of unopened, unanswered emails. And it took me becoming a student of that game, of the time management game to where, you know, I haven't had unopened emails in my inbox. I, I am currently paper-free. I have no paper around me at all. I mean, I'm looking left, I'm looking right. I work off of a tablet called a Remarkable 2. I, I, I work off of a system of folders and files that are all digital. And so from a, I, I use every legal tech and every tech tool and assistant and delegate everything so that I can make, you know, my time as valuable as possible for working with my clients and business development. And if you think about like where you can make the most money and have the most fun as a lawyer, it's probably working on interesting, sophisticated, complicated, fun, you know, matters and developing new clients. I mean, that's really the, the best use of your time. Everything else can be delegated. It can be dropped. It can be, but it's not going to happen without direction and without learning that skill and without becoming a student of that game. And so I did, you know, I, everything I do, Gary, I try to emulate time management, marketing, business development for my clients. I need to be able to be a role model for them. So they see me do it and they go, oh, if Steve can do it and he's going to then teach me how to do it, then it takes a lot of the pressure off. I'm not ever feeling like a hypocrite, like I'm teaching them time management, but I'm a mess, right? right? That's not going to work, right? Right. So so that's really the key to is is to understand well, wait a second, my, my, I keep getting all these files thrown at me. There's no end to that in sight. Well, we need to come up with a strategy of how to say no, how to talk to your partners and your bosses and say, look, I, I, I am so appreciative of, of the work you're handing me. Here's where I am and here's where I need to go. And, and here's the support I need to accomplish my goals and my dreams in life. And they don't necessarily know how to approach that. And so that's where, again, coaching comes in and, and having someone in your corner that can help you get out of the weeds and into the clear to start working on developing something that's going to be yours. Absolutely. Steve, what do you think are the biggest problems you've seen lawyers facing in, in today's legal profession? Oh, I would say it's, it's just, again, reliance on other people for work and just thinking that that, that, that spigot's not going to get shut off at some point. And it hasn't so far, for example. So maybe it never will. I think it's, it's, you know, like I even say, like, I don't really compete against other coaches I compete against lawyer apathy. I'm competing against lawyers who just want to keep their head down, go home at five o'clock and see their family. And I get that. 
but you can have that when you have control over your career via a book of business, um, via a personal brand, um, versus, you know, the uncertainty of, of the billable hour and that it's going to always feed you. It just isn't. And I think you're, you're naive if you think it will. I, I think you're so right. Steve, I know you've written some books. Um, tell my listeners about the books and, and which one they should get and where they can find them. Well, I would say the three, the three books and they're all on three separate subjects. So I'll just give a real quick overview. They're all available on Amazon. If you just type in Steve Fretzen or the name of the book, you'll find it. Um, the first one is sales free selling again, just to understand like, what is my core methodology of how to do business development without feeling salesy? I think that's a huge concern for lawyers is I want to develop business, but I never wanted to be a salesman. I never wanted to go out and sell legal services. And what I'm saying to you today, everybody is you don't have to, there's a methodology I teach that is more relationship driven. It's more about um, uh, asking questions, listening, and, and trying to understand if there's a good fit versus going out and pitching and convincing. So the sales-free selling is number one. The second one is the attorney's networking handbook. Uncertainty about how to go out and effectively network and build those relationships and build business. Um, you might just be a professional meter right now where you're just going on meetings thinking that's going to do it. Uh, there are better ways and approaches. And then the third one I'd say is the biz legal business development isn't rocket science. It's 51 chapters of my greatest hits. I've been writing for the Chicago Daily Law Bulletin for eight years. And these are the best in top articles. And I've even been nominated for a writing award for yeah. best column, the Illinois P Press Association. And these articles are all meant to give you ideas that are tactical, actionable, not just theory. There's actual things that you can take out of the books and do and use as a tip. It's like when you get a great golf tip, isn't easy to always implement it, but you go, oh, you know what? If I put some weight on my left foot more than my right, maybe my chip's going to be better. And then it is. Well, that's not going to like get you to be a scratch golfer, but it certainly is going to help you maybe duff left duff duff less chips, right. right? So that's what I'm trying to do is be very tactical in my in my writing. So for those of you who are listening, I, I would love you to check out um, uh, Steve's book, Business Development is Not Rocket Science. I've read it. It is chock full of helpful tools and information, and easy to read, a quick read but so, so helpful. And it's really, really worth it to get. And Steve, you also have a podcast, Be That Lawyer. Tell me about it. Yeah. So this podcast, similar to my writing, is is was meant to cover all of the areas that, that a lawyer needs to consider in developing um, their business and also living their best life. So Gary, having you on the show to talk about health and wellness is a factor of, you know, you can't save the child if you don't save yourself first. And that might be a career like you got to take care of yourself to take care of your career, right? It could be legal recruiters, legal tech. Um, it could be rainmakers talking about how they did it, how to scale a law practice. I really try to cover all that ground. And I've done about 310 episodes. I'm pumping out two a week. And it's really, uh, you know, again, helping someone to be that lawyer, someone who's confident, organized, and a skilled rainmaker. And that's what the show's all about. And it's not so much about me, but my ability, similar to you, interviewing top players to pull out the nuggets, to pull out the things that are going to really resonate with, with the lawyers that are open and interested in growth and development of their, of their, their business, but also just living a better life essentially. So I, I follow be that leader and I listen to it regularly, uh, be that lawyer. And I really encourage you to check it out. Um, when you're driving to work, you're on the train, you're taking your dogs for a walk. That's when I listen, when I take the dogs for a walk. Um, I learned so much from listening. Steve has some amazing guests on it. 
and it, it's worth your time to listen to that podcast. Um, Steve, I call this podcast The Free Lawyer, and because for me, it's all about how we as lawyers can build that freedom in our life, where sometimes we feel trapped, we feel overwhelmed, we feel stuck. How can we become free as lawyers? And I know you help your clients do that by building their book of business. But in your own life, what does personal freedom mean to you? I just think it means calling the shots. You know, if I want to take a vacation, um, I've set up my business in a way where I can do that. I just got back from Amsterdam and Paris, and I don't think I had one issue being away that whole time. Um, I think it means, again, control and freedom. I, you know, I think myself and the lawyers I work with, they want to be able to dictate the direction, whether that's going off and, and running a solo practice, whether that's moving laterally to a firm that's going to better support your brand and better support your clients. Um, whatever it is, it's having that free lawyer to, to be free and, and dictate your, your, your terms of how you want to run your life, not letting other people dictate how your life gets run. And that's not just something I do, but if I, if there's someone I can help Gary, great, I'm going to help them. And if, if there's something that they need that I don't do, I'm going to do my best to put them in, you know, in front of you, to put them in front of a recruiter, to put them in front of someone that's going to, that's going to advance their interest to, to be that free lawyer. Um, and so uh, I encourage people uh, to to really consider the importance of that freedom, and and it's going to lead to happiness more likely than not, than uh, than again just staying the status quo and kind of you know just building your hours and, and keeping your head down. Steve, that's great. How can the listeners get in touch with you, Steve, if they're interested in learning more about what you do and how you can help them build their own freedom and their own book of business? Yeah, I appreciate that. So obviously you can go to my website, which is very simple. It's fretzin.com, F-R-E-T-Z-I-N to see more about the programs I run. Also a ton of resources there, video articles in the form of a blog. My podcast is there if you want to check that out. And then also um, uh, you can just email me directly. It's steve at fretzin.com. That's my email. And, and again, I'm happy to take 30 minutes for any attorney that's ambitious and interested in growing and just wants an audit of what they have and what they're doing and where they need to go. And I have a skill set. My superpower, Gary, might be that I can take any lawyer, ask enough questions within 30 minutes to find out where their gaps are, find out where the money's hidden, where the buried treasure is, and either talk about working together to find that and go after it. Or again, you know, give them at least the the feedback that it's there, and then if they want to go after it on their own or through other resources, I'm I'm happy to introduce them around as well that way. Fantastic, Steve. Thank you so much for your time today and your insights. I think you're really a special guy, and you help so many of us. And I appreciate you. Yeah, well, I appreciate you, Gary, and all that you do. And this has been a blast. And uh, you know, let's let's you know keep your foot on the pedal on the podcast, man. Really Thank you. Stuff. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us today. And as always, please be well, be safe, and be free. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Free Lawyer Podcast. Wherever you are listening, if you enjoyed what I shared, please leave me a rating and review. I would appreciate hearing more about what you like best and what topics you might like me to cover in future episodes. If you are interested in experiencing a more fulfilling and a more successful life, please contact me at www garymiles.net where you can schedule a free discovery call with me so I can learn more about you, your challenges, and your dreams. I appreciate each and every one of you and have a great rest of your day.
thanks to all of you for your support.